Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 164. 166. Okay. I know. Strangely enough, when you guessed, came up with 165, so you're actually getting further away. No, I subtracted rather than added. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast. This week's episode, Stargate Atlantis, Poisoning the Well. Yeah. A Carson Beckett episode. The Good Doctor. Everybody likes Beckett. Apparently not the writers. <laughs> what, without, what the hell are you doing in there? I'm hearing odd sniffling and sort of scratching noises. That could explain it. I have no idea. I rearranged the boxes while I was uh, looking for something and they're throwing the new structure. Put it back exactly the way it was before. Have you seen this room? <laughs> I found assorted things, including a webcam. Right, I weren't sure if this was Atlantis or not, although the at mentions of Paul McGillan should have given me the hint. Well, I did give you the episode title when I... Uh... Yes, you did. But you think I can remember which episode title? Or didn't I put SGA poison in the well? That's a very good question. Oh, that were a DM, weren't it? Yeah. Sorry, it's been an interesting week. <laughs> Picked up the Atlantis box set, sitting there and read it. Ah, there's the title. Okay. And suddenly it's gone all quiet. Well, they're probably planning something. No, not the cats, the music. Oh. As I clicked into episode selection ages ago for drill, I shut the bloody music off. I've been here for ten minutes. Well, I made the mistake of going on Steam. Oh, dear. <laughs> I bought some decent games for very cheap prices. You know, games I probably wouldn't have tried before. Yeah. Oh, that's something else I found in the stacks of assorted bits and pieces. My Half-Life 2 disc. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, not much good without the Half-Life 2 box. <laughs> Did we get a line with these? I forget. Spin up. Yes, we do. Sit. Stay. Good kitty. But one's not talking to one of my own cats. Wake up. Go to work. Work. Come home. Eat dinner. Rot your brain out. Go to bed. Lather. Rinse. Repeat. Are you tired of an old humdrum life? Tired of things that just weigh you down and depress you? Wouldn't you rather just focus on things that are awesome? Tune into Nutty Bites. Find out what's awesome. Nutty Bites. Nimlas.org slash blog. My line is Julie. If I do that, will it still give me a no? It won't. It'll do that. Have you tweeted? Oh, did I do what I think I did? What I always do? On the bright side, now I can correct that and actually hit the tweet button. I'm going to say, because I can't see the tweet anyway. No, neither could I. I was thinking, that's odd. And then I realised I didn't actually tweet. There. I click tweet now with the correct number. Look at you. Indeed. Just say the word. Open the iris. We have a little bit of news and a few birthdays and some feedback to cover, so let's get started. Dion Johnstone is currently rehearsing the role of Mark Antony for Shakespeare's Julius Caesar in Chicago, and is also in the upcoming new sci-fi series Defiance, coming in April. And you can find a new interview with him on the GateWorld website. More news from TMZ about Corin Nemec, who is still hospitalised. It seems there are complications between the insurers and studio in terms of limiting their liability. And Corin is getting stuck in the middle. More information on the TMZ website. Links in the show notes. Beep, 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 beep. News just in. This year's Shore Leave 35, which takes place the weekend August the 2nd through to the 4th at the Hunt Valley Inn, Hunt Valley, Maryland, will include Amanda Tapping as a special guest. Also attending will be William Shatner and Julie Caitlin Brown. Other guests include some very big authors from the Star Trek and sci-fi genres, which includes A.C. Crispin, Michael Jan Friedman, Aaron Rosenberg and Keith R. DeCandido. Finally, the latest Stargate Atlantis book in the Legacy series has been released as an e-book. The book is entitled The Inheritors and is written by Joe Graham, Melissa Scott and Amy Griswold. It is due for release on paperback in a month or so. 
Amazon and Crossroads Press are the places to go. We have a few notable birthdays this week. On the 17th, Gary Chalk and Lou Diamond Phillips have their birthdays. Gary Chalk played Colonel Chekhov in 10 episodes of Stargate SG-1, and Lou Diamond Phillips was Colonel David Telford in 20 episodes of Stargate Universe. On the 20th, we have three big names sharing their big days. Willie Carson, who played Martin Lloyd in the three spectacular episodes of SG-1, French Stewart, played Ferretti in the original Stargate movie, and also returned as Dr. Andrew Cavell in Stargate Universe. Finally, the great Louis Ferreira, who was Colonel Everett Young in Stargate Universe, will be celebrating, and hopefully his new show, Motive, continues to do well. OK, we've got a few comments for Affinity on our Facebook group. Ah, got it. You want to read Brad's bit? Chuck channels crocodiles on D to stop a bag snatcher. Love it. I replied, sure the fruit wasn't ripe. Which Brad replied, it was an avocado, wasn't it? They thought that far, I'm sure it was going to mush in his hand. Got no idea. Honestly, never seen one up close. Only on telly. A nice little filler rep, nonetheless. Yes, a lot of fun and made the trust more of an entity. I think Infinity was a nice little episode, a little uh, diversion from uh, the main story, but it did add to the trust, which become very important over the next season or so. Yeah, because the other people don't become important until uh, season nine, do they? No. I did add someone during the week. Yeah. Welcome Julie Smith to the group, added by me last Wednesday. That's all the news, etc. So let's get back to Poisoning the Well. Okay then, disc is all set up, we're ready to go. Finger poised over the base bar. Ever a three, ever a doe, ever a hen. Flicky. <laughs> Fade to black. Fade in on Earth, or some other planet. Do some map painting with a little bit of animation added to make it look more realistic. Hmm. Uh, damp, dark, misty tunnel, full of atmosphere. McKay looks sceptical. Well, when it comes to uh, geothermal energy, it doesn't really look state-of-the-art, does it? Mm. <laughs> you know. well, do you have any idea how complex geothermal energy is? Okay. I mean... Sure, it'll work like a charm. Looks like you're accomplishing great things here, Chancellor. That's it. Diplomacy, John. Diplomacy. Yes. Are you not concerned that your efforts will attract the attention of the Wraith? Yes. But we refuse to let that stop us from striving to reach our potential. To do otherwise would simply mean victory for them. That's not a good wig. You're Rachel's? Yeah, she wears a wig in extensions for the first season. Mm. Oh. Ah, ah, weapons. Really? You've been here for two days before you mentioned that? I had to learn that you could be trusted. Yes. <laughs> you talking about some sort of defensive weapon? You could call it that. Something that we hope will protect us from the next Wraith cunning. So you're expecting it to happen again? Of course. But if the Wraith return as they have historically, they won't be here for at least another 50 years. He's very patriarchal, isn't he? He's almost Santa Claus-ish. He seems familiar, doubtless you'll fill us in. Yes, there's a rather long montage halfway through the episode, so I thought I'd leave some of the bios until then. OK, that's fair enough. Well, we haven't had the chance. We've been here two days. One and a half, really. <laughs> For two days? I said, John, concentrate. He mentioned weapons. We have to let them know they could show up at any time now. If you're some evil, why don't you tell them? <laughs> well, they're going to be in for a surprise, then, aren't they? Yeah, you tell them. Reminds you of Area 51, doesn't it? Circa 1918. I don't think Area 51 was around 1918, so... Well, the area was. True. I don't think there's a hope in hell these people could have a weapon. Like... Weapons come in all shapes and sizes, Lieutenant. Oh, that's more like it. They're like Pickering Brothers, aren't they? They are a bit, yeah. You know, there's a lot of Shepard McKay slash out there. Yes, I imagine there was. I wonder if the reference to Area 51 was also uh, the notion that this is the same set, or could be the same set. As Area 51? It was built as a standing set, though. It wasn't reused often enough. Well, that's it. It'd just be a redress it. 
Immune to the wraith. Dramatic Paul probably fades credits. Skeptical look, actually. All sorts of weapons come with a huge promise, but rarely deliver. And if they do deliver, there's always side effects. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Poisoning the Well, Season 1, Episode 7 of Stargate Atlantis. The Gatecast 166. First heard in the US on the Sci-Fi Channel, Friday, August the 20th, 2004. We got it in the UK in the Republic, November 23rd, which was a Tuesday. The story is by Mary Kaiser. It was written by Damien Kindler and directed by Brad Turner. He directed six episodes of Stargate Atlantis, eight episodes of Stargate SG-1, and then an episode of Battlestar Galactica. He also did 42 episodes of the series 24, eight of Hawaii Five-0, and is currently working on the new Transporter series. There are no other episodes from any series with the same title, yeah. which shouldn't really be a, much of a surprise. There's amazing bases they can squeeze into. What's that? Oh, you can't. <laughs> Derail thinking. <laughs> and we're back. And the subtitles are on, which weren't appearing before the sequence of the other. Their drug is still several years away from being finished. I'd say given their current level of technology, that uh, could be an understatement. Just because they believe they're close to a breakthrough doesn't mean that they are. Yes. You saw for yourself their entire civilization is based upon the completion of that goal, Dr. McKay. I would not underestimate them. Taylor's kind of coming from the same sort of a cultural perspective. That, and she's uh, probably fed up McKay looking down on people less technically advanced. He doesn't just look down on people. He looks down on pretty much everyone. Has he? Yes, he has. Look, the fact is, if they're on to something, maybe we can speed up the process. Okay, Major, you have a go. But if the drug really is just a pipe dream... Uh, Dr. Beckett's already volunteered to help us find that out. Oh, he has, huh? <laughs> Everybody's volunteering for everything. Once again, Weir's kind of sidestepped. It's not that a mind-minded people are hacked. No, of course not. You're a generous man, Carson. Hey, Carson. Hey. You can't go and volunteering someone for something without consulting them first. So is Alan Scarf the patriarchal? Yes. I figured. This is Paul McGillian's big first episode where he really gets to uh, be sent to stage. No, 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 no. He just doesn't like going through the Stargate. It's worse than Dr. McCoy. <laughs> Who? The TV character that Dr. Beckett plays in real life. <laughs> yeah, some nice Star Trek references there. I like your sort of wormhole. Bloody insanity. Come on, how often do you get to travel to an alien planet? I was already on an alien planet. Lots of coloured liquids. Yes. Can you some test tubes with coloured water in? Should you be messing with that stuff? I know what I'm doing, Major. Thank you. From the looks of things, they've mastered a few basics, biochemistry, physiology, perhaps even some form of molecular biology. <laughs> well, you can tell that just by looking. This room represents hundreds of years of medical knowledge. Oh, hello. Chief scientist for the project. <laughs> project. Oh, and this is Taylor. I'm Lieutenant Ford. Carson. Beckett. Doctor, I mean, call me Carson. I'm uh, Dr. McKay, Dr. Rodney McKay. Uh, is Shepard filling his coke roll here? Well, no, I think the doctor's getting, getting right in there. Yes, more. He's odd, McKay. Odd look. <laughs> Perfectly charming. You feel the sugary goodness coming off him. This city was once a testament to our imagination, our creative spirit, to endless possibility. How long ago was that? Ooh. <laughs> Meow. Yeah, many, many times. That is why perfecting the drug is so important. It is more than just a defense against the wraith. It is our future. They're not keen on lights, though, are they? No. I guess they've been exposed to much CSI. In fact, we challenge. Oh, steam. <laughs> Wonder if that were accidental. <laughs> the wraith will always prevent any race from advancing too far. You figure you can beat them? Yes, through knowledge. 
<laughs> a big stick usually works as well. It reminds me of a race we haven't met yet. What? One that lives underground a lot? Yes. Ah, store of knowledge. A number of archives like this one are hidden throughout the city. Their existence is known only to a few. This is very impressive. We meticulously preserve the accomplishments of each generation before they are wiped out by the race. It makes you wonder if the human societies throughout the ages have, have been able to keep stored all the knowledge that they learned. How far advanced we would be now. Well, the very people we're persecuting now helped us through the dark ages. How long have you been working on this wraith drug? 150 years ago, our scientists were close to creating a viable prototype. <laughs> then they got et. Yes. So you're hoping that if this world's no good to them, they're just going to move on? The race cannot possibly perceive us as a threat. You know, to tell you the truth, I don't know how they would react. I hope that the library is well indexed. Yeah, it's an impressive map painting. We cannot hope to control their actions. We can only do what we can to end a cycle that has gone on for far too long. Just put up a to-let sign. <laughs> Unoccupied planet. Keep moving. Before he died of the last calling, he was one of our most celebrated medical researchers. He was the one who found it. Found what? The key. His journals tell of one man who survived an encounter with the Wraith. Farrell and his team discovered that this man possessed a unique protein, one that enabled him to resist the chemical released by the Wraith to precipitate draining of life from their victims. That's it, Beckett. Show interest. No matter what she's on about, look interested. At least she's enthusiastic about this project. Although she's probably been working on this ever since she left their equivalent of college or university, mm. with the pressure of her forefathers weighing down on her as well. Yeah, because her mother was a bit... No, never mind. I'm not going to make forefathers joke. To make certain his work wasn't in vain. Quite the responsibility. It is a great honour. How do you know for certain that this pharaoh wasn't just embellishing his results? Or for that matter, making them up. I mean, all you have to go on are his notes. He and his team worked until the last possible moment. You don't get the girl by actually <laughs> saying everything she believes in could be lies. And hoping to provide one more insight, one last thread of knowledge, not for themselves, but for the generation that would survive. Yeah, that's what they actually said. What you didn't know, behind closed doors, they were partying all along. <laughs> 10,000 soldiers gave their lives to give them those last few hours. The last words of Farrell's journal are known to all Hoffins. We may die, but we'll die drunk and happy with our interns. It's all right. More than just his journals survived the calling. This is Hoff. Yeah, H O double F. I don't see Imperial Scoutwalkers or, uh, you know, it's not. It's all about the spelling. If we were, it could be the Hoff. <laughs> the light of day He turns up virtually everywhere, why not in Stargate? True. See for yourself. Person looks interested. Yes, even in the sunlight. No, oh, prop one like yourself, none of this binocular crap. Oh, come on, let's see the pretty picture. That's incredible. Apparently not. No, we're not going to spend any money on a... No, we're just going to show you stock footage. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's looking when he's looking down that microscope. Wow. <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes, Dr. Weir. Yes, in a Petri dish. And we are talking about 150-year-old wraith cells. I mean, for all we know, they could be immune to the drug by now or come up with defences against it. Oh, I don't think so, Doctor. 
I took the liberty of running a few tests of my own using shells taken from the Wraith on a major ship I'd brought back from Athos. I think I say it every time, but she always looks scruffy. This isn't anyway. They've definitely got something. Believe me, I'm more surprised than anyone. So what do you recommend? That we take their work to the next level. I've informed the Hawthins of our guest in the break. You realise what you're asking for? Yeah, we have a captive rape to test on. Here we go. Ethics, morality. Don't let them get in the way. I think I remember this. Don't they bring in a terminal cancer patient? Yep. Anything I should know about, Sergeant? No, sir, he's been quiet. Still trying to make you see things? He's given up on that. I didn't think he'd last this long. Ah, Sergeant Bates. Mm. It looks like everybody's friends again after... He's meditating. Well, he hadn't had anything for two weeks, has he? And perhaps longer. And uh, only one fluid. <laughs> Hello again, Major Shepard. They do that shot a lot with the Wraith standing up, just to emphasise how tall they are. <laughs> There's not many people that Shepard has to look up to. You hide your fear poorly, Major. You know, we've been having these conversations for a couple of weeks now, and I don't even know your name. You guys do have names, right? Let me guess. Steve? I am your death. That is all you need to know. I prefer Steve. See. The Wraith is played by James Lafazanos, a Canadian actor who was in yeah. 15 episodes of uh, Stargate Atlantis. He's been in Covert Affairs, The Time Traveller's Wife, Battlestar Galactica, Supernatural. You know, I'd be so tempted to just go to one of the Paris's and snip those off. While he was sleeping. <laughs> Even if I told you what you wanted to know, it would change nothing. You are doomed, as are any humans that stand in our way. It's always rewarding, I guess, to an actor that he perform without prosthetics. Yes. Did he from Alex and Supernatural? Well, I'm pretty sure he did in Time Traveller's Wife and uh, Covert Affairs, at least. True. That's the only weakness in the prosthetics, the eyes. There's no life in them at all. From a distance, you don't really notice. That might be the idea. How many of those big hive ships have you got, and where are they? You have nothing to offer me in return. We could talk about easing your hunger... Steve. Steve. You would never sacrifice one of your own kind. And yet, it is all that stands between you and the information you seek. Dangling a bit of cheese in front of him. Well, there's always Kavanaugh. Ponytail <laughs> <laughs> glasses wearing scientist guy who's even more annoying than McKay. Yes, that's the one. I'm always surprised every time they go in this briefing room, the table hasn't changed mid-episode. Yes, and we've got a whole body full of live samples. The emphasis on body. You said it worked effectively on the cells of the severed wraith arm we brought back. It did. But those were already in a partially decayed state. We need life samples. And with new samples, you think it's possible to create a prototype? Given enough time, yes, I do. He's got a good point. Hoffins are practically obsessed. Thank you, Rodney. I agree, Doctor. But their obsession may become their undoing. Well, even if they do undo it would be good for us you've always got to be worried about anything McKay thinks is a good idea <laughs> especially if you know his track record this drug would only be of value if everyone everywhere possessed the same immunity uh, look at me <laughs> how dare you try to be reasonable Taylor not with McKay yes Major have you made any progress with your prisoner well not yet but he just blinked he blinked what does that mean means he's still holding on, but he's indicated to me that he may break soon. And he indicated this to you by blinking? Yes. 
Weir isn't really playing much of a role in this episode, is she? There are episodes where she really does shine, but most of the time she doesn't take enough of a commanding role. And when she does, you know, as we see in this episode, it's to actually just play the morality card. I'm surprised McKay didn't know the uh, expression about blinking, though. Hmm. How could we get the sample off him safely? We still possess the weapons used in his capture. It would be a simple matter of incapacitating him again. So then it's possible? It's possible. Yes, I mean, let's face it, the commander should know that, but obviously a bit of explanation for the audience as well. Ah, exposition. Hi, Steve. (sighs) Bye, Steve. (laughs) He doesn't like Steve. (laughs) He hasn't fed for two weeks, and it still took two shots to put him down. Speaking personally as Steve, I'd play possum. Let's face it, they expect him sooner or later for him to collapse, through hunger or anything. Yeah, well, they shoot him twice. You actually take it so it takes three or four shots of you. You pretend to collapse, then you rear up and eat someone. <laughs> Almost looks peaceful, doesn't he? Peaceful? You got your bloody mind. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nice to see they've got the jumper in the bottom uh, right-hand corner of the mat. They always land in the same place, you may notice, as well. Mm-hmm. I have never seen devices such as these. <laughs> How unusual to see a stationary fan in any episode of Stargate. Oh, you mean one that's not actually turned on? Yeah, normally it, any fan in SG-1 is always spinning, even if it's slowly. From what I can tell, your biggest problem is that the test inoculations fail to show enough of a presence in human cells to be effective. What we need is a better delivery system. Exactly. And the best place to start is to recreate the key protein in the serum and work our way up from there. Now, if we can avoid having to re-engineer it from a natural source and make an entirely synthetic version... It should ultimately increase the efficiency. Such a thing is possible. Anything's possible, if you're willing to give it a go. Come on, then. A bald head is soon shaved. I wonder if when they were making these laptops, whatever company it was, wondered, I wonder what this uh, emblem means. (laughs) Or did they just actually stick the emblems on after the fact? Probably after the fact. (laughs) Trust me, where I come from, it all makes perfect sense. What? Um, Well, I suppose technically he's right. I guess it's supposed to be a Scottish phrase. But I'm told it's something of an acquired taste. I meant your world. It must be so peaceful there, knowing that the wraith will not come. Oh, you'd be surprised how not peaceful it is. <sighs> what a spoiled rot now that I think of it. Yes, <laughs> inner city Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow. <laughs> I watched the DVD of Kevin Smith doing one of his shows. Was it Glasgow or Aberdeen? They had woman walk on stage. I don't mind admitting I couldn't understand a word she was saying. <laughs> well, as I can understand most UK accents. And here we have the uh, the montage. Not quite CSI, but uh, serves up the same purpose. Erna, played by Alison Hossack, Canadian actress. She did one Stargate SG-1 episode alongside this SGA episode. Been in the film Christmas Miracle, but she was also in Reaper, Fringe, Sanctuary, Supernatural, and a few years ago, Prophet. The Chancellor, Druin, is played by Alan Scarf, British actor. Been in Kingdom Hospital, Andromeda, Seven Days, Highlander, TNG and Sequest. Mm, Sequest. Pretty good resume. It's probably a seven days if you remember that uh, time travel sci-fi series. Used to be on BBC too. They had this spear that they went back in time. Yeah, that's right. One point one of them gets captured and then your other man turns up. Was that a particular episode? Yep. Oh, I've probably seen it quite a few years ago. What if it's on Netflix? Probably not. <laughs> Nothing you want to be on Netflix ever is, is it? No, that's true. <laughs> this is a long montage. Oh, breakthrough. Montage ends. 
Nice little piece of music, though. Oh, montage keeps going. Well, look at that. Even Shepard and Ford look bored. What's taking them so long? We've been here days. Minutes, even. Seconds. Hang on. This looked promising. Verna. Hug him. That's it. She seems happy. I thought he was going to grab a pair. <laughs> I know she dresses pretty conservatively, but you know what to say. 100% cellular penetration in all five test inoculations. Incredible. There's still a lot of data to be analysed, but the initial results are very promising, I agree. Dr Beckett's efforts have advanced the project by decades. This is project again. Mutual appreciation society here. I'm waiting for it to go home, you know? So it can be better absorbed by the body. What? This is an enormous victory for our people, Doctor. I don't know how to thank you. No need. OK. <laughs> Doesn't seem happy about that. How soon until you can set up the next stage of testing? You'll have a schedule later today, Chancellor. I'm sorry, next stage. Your report makes it abundantly clear that the project is ready to proceed to its next phase. We want to test the serum's effectiveness against your prisoner. Well, we're not going to have any of that sort of thing, are we? Poor Steve. He's done nothing. Nothing, I told you. Nothing. Nice shot. Shows you how big the set is, doesn't it? Those uh, steps are pretty steep. Uh, you see someone jogging casually up them. You get the impression someone's going to go, face plant. <laughs> So you sure these steps are really constructed well? <laughs> oh dear. But had the Wraith attended the Geneva Convention, they would have tried to feed on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Becca's report indicates that we have no idea what the long-term effect of this drug on humans might be. Well, we know damn well what the long-term effects of Wraith calling are, don't we? We're talking about putting a human being in the same room as a starving Wraith. Well, peckish, maybe. Well, yeah, the only reason to have a captured wraith is ultimately to experiment on them. You've got to understand how they work to defeat them. Mm. Having spent time with the prisoner, I don't pity him. He's going to die anyway. Pity the fool. I like all the artefacts that she's uh, acquired. Mm. How ethical is that? There's probably civilizations who have lost their treasured item they got from Granny. Do you know how obsessed with this the Hoffins are? When they found out we had a live wraith prisoner... He's going to die. I tried to feed him all sorts of live stuff, but apparently there's only one item on his menu. What sort of live stuff do they have on Atlantis? If the drug fails... We're not just grabbing anybody off the street. The test subject is a terminally ill patient who has volunteered himself. These are not exactly the type of decisions I was expecting to make on this expedition. But why would the Ray field on a terminally ill patient? Well, there's still life force there, isn't it? Probably not as much as a, a healthy person, but... Or even McKay. <laughs> it's like just having a, a ginger nut instead of a, a full steak dinner or something. If you're hungry enough, you'll take the ginger nut. I like ginger I like ginger nuts. I could have even said a, a Jaffa cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you just like the Steve thing. Hi, Steve. More samples. I was thinking more along the lines of a field trip. You want sustenance? I want information. Yes, no take out. We've got to go there. You are incapable of offering such a trade. You tell me something of value, I let you eat. That's the deal. Take it or leave it. Yeah, that's what he thinks. I imagine all those years fighting the ancient, uh, not the ancients, the uh, Atlanteans probably indicated that they would never do that sort of trade, so he actually assumes that these humans are exactly the same. I know it's valuable. Are they ready? 
Major Shepard and Lieutenant Ford are loading the prisoner into Jumper 2. Sergeant Bates is already on the ground and standing by for their arrival at the rendezvous site. Edmund Kato Wong as the technician again. Another of his uh, roles as technician. I don't know if you heard that. What? The dashing noise. No, I didn't. What big feet he's got. All the better feet do it. I was going to say, what, what big hair you've got. <laughs> Jumper 2, this is Weir. What's your status? Nice and cosy in here, ready to depart. He's safe, Major. That's the plan. Jumper 2, you are go for lunch. Roger that. Dial it up. Hey man, this isn't supposed to be fun. <laughs> He's smiling. That's just plain creepy, that is. <laughs> I'll put it this way, after two weeks, he's now not in a cage, so that must be an opportunity just waiting to happen. Yes. Travelling buffet to him. <laughs> Perna, explain to me about your illness. I want you to know how sorry I am. I can't save you, though. I wish there was something I could do for you. Dr McCoy would give him a lozenge and he'd be fixed. I'm at peace with my fate. I think it's important, you know, that we may be talking about a less than peaceful ending here. I've explained to Meryl in great detail what may befall him. You should also understand that this drug has never worked in anything other than a laboratory simulation. We don't know for certain what will happen. Even if it doesn't work, you'll learn something of value. He doesn't look good, but then again, the room is lit curiously. So it's off pastel. Yeah. But that's no reason for you to face that creature. Dr. Beckett, I'm not afraid. No matter what happens, my death will have meaning. Is that not something we all strive for, to die knowing we made a difference? Yeah, just give me a bottle of whiskey first. <laughs> or the equivalent, whatever they have in this culture. Please don't deny me the chance to help my people. Merrill, played by Neil Maffin, American actor. Been in Special Victims Unit, The Collector, Dead Like Me, Andromeda, Pretender, and Voyager. A non-Canadian actor. He, well, I say he was born in America, he could be living in Canada at the time. Collector and Dead Like Me, Andromeda, I think they were all made in Canada, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Special Victims Unit is uh, on location isn't it? in New York. <laughs> First do no harm. And that procedure requires it. That's very dwarfish, isn't it? Considering what the... Uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Because they're going to have to sit through our bit again on Sunday. Again? Yeah. Yeah, the stark contrast, isn't it? They go from the what looked like a very pleasant-looking canteen mm. to a rather grimy... And grim. ...corridor. May prevent this terrible day from happening again. Pharaoh's last journal entry. More than words, Carson. I understand that. I do. But there are too many unknowns. We need time to determine the possible side effects... There is no time. Are you so afraid of making a mistake that you can no longer see what we're up against? This isn't about making mistakes, Parna. It's about the end justifying the means. And in our profession, that's a very slippery slope. <laughs> yes. We have no idea if this will work. We could be sacrificing that man to a monster. There will be another to take his place. That's just what I'm afraid of. There'll be another to take his place. That is fucking worrying, that is... You can see Carson's standpoint here. They are ready. Why isn't he mind controlled his way into an escape? Well, they mentioned earlier, didn't they? When Shepard asked, yeah, don't get too close to him. 
he'd stop sending him visions and uh, trying to make him see things, so I imagine that's linked to his hunger. Yeah. This is the sustenance you promised. Little change in plans. You tell me something right now, or the dinner party's cancelled. <laughs> He's a pot noodle. <laughs> How many hive ships have become operational since we awakened the first one? All of them, Major Shepard. First, they will travel their own feeding grounds and gather strength. We are a patient race, Major. When we have taken our fill and gathered our strength, we will join in force and come for you. Do you have any idea when that'll be? Morning, afternoon? <sighs> That's not a good answer, is it, though? From his point of view, yes. When it comes to intelligence-wise, it's not very good for uh, the expedition. <laughs> even, even the Wraith, oh. <laughs> I can't even threaten him enough. I just haven't got, haven't got the energy. Why isn't he immediately pouncing on the guard? I would say he's chained to the actual seat or bars, but then I don't think he is because he gets up in a bit. I thought it would take some expenditure of energy to make the initial, you know, suction attachment thing. I expect it does, and as we come to learn later in the season, the Wraith inject the victim with a chemical which their own body produces. So there is some uh, metabolic action going on which requires energy. But I guess that's probably the last thing to go. I'm removing the ceremonial poncho. He is weak. Crikey, this is just like some sort of Sergio Leone standoff. Go on, don't be a wuss. Eat me! Now, now, don't play with your food. Isn't it parodies? Hmm. She didn't look very pleased. You'd think they probably had some sort of visual record of uh, the Wraith Cullings. <laughs> well, I'm still alive, damn. <laughs> I've just took out a huge loan. <laughs> that doesn't matter, he's going to die anyway. Oh, oh, he's happy. You know, this is something that has always bothered me. They've travelled to worlds which haven't had human contact in centuries, not millennia. How the hell do they know this stuff isn't immediately poisonous? Well, they've never had human contact, have they? Like uh, the language, one of these things you've got to accept or every episode would drag forever. I hope your friends will join us for a celebratory banquet to honour your work. They'd be glad to attend, but don't you think celebrations are a bit premature? The results speak for themselves. I intend to ask the council to approve mass production of the serum effective immediately. After what happened today, I doubt they will offer any resistance. That is wonderful news, Chancellor. With all due respect, no, it isn't. We're talking about one test here. Now, I'm as pleased as anyone with the results, but we still have a lot of work to do before we can start using it. Dr. Beckett wishes to run a full series of tests on Merrill prior to issuing his final report. This isn't what he wants to hear. Oh, dear. That's <laughs> yes. who is going to committee. <laughs> yes. Of course. I'll bring it up with counsel. To success. Meanwhile... What is it? Steve, he doesn't look so good. How long has he been like this? Since the test. Take it to Roos? It is not their way. <laughs> Coincidence? No, why bluff when brute force and violence will serve its same purpose? Hey. Why have you talked to me? <laughs> Nearly got you. <laughs> that was one last effort of will. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, tipped him over the edge now. We need Beckett in here. Go. You're going to try and say, if a wraith? 
Oh, that's it. Send Beckett in there. He'll save him by giving his life force. We're going to help you. Don't feel pity for me. You will suffer far worse when the others come for you. I love this, though. Defiance right to the end. Don't die, Steve. No. Oh, bravo. Excellent death scene. Would you ever trust him enough <laughs> to be dead? Major, I was just about to cut him open. Then I was just leaving. I, I've already done a series of tests you might like to know the results of. You know what killed him? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it was all of his vital organs shutting down almost simultaneously. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, it's only a guess. He hasn't actually cut him open yet. Then what was it? Initial tests revealed a significant amount of Hoffman serum in his bloodstream. I'm guessing we'll find similar trace amounts in each of his organs once we analyse those as well. Why did the Hoffman drug end up in his blood? From the Hoffman's research, we know that when the wraith feed, they release a chemical into their victims' bodies. What it actually does, we don't yet understand. But I can only assume that it prepares the human body in some way to be drained of life. The serum is designed to shield the victim from that initial chemical release, blocking it. Okay. I think the serum protein may have mutated when it was exposed to the wraith chemical, triggering some sort of toxic reaction. So instead of feeding off of him... He was poisoned. Yeah, exposition. Yes, but a very important exposition because it sets the groundwork for a hell of a lot of things that are going to happen in this series. Hmm. I fail to see cause for alarm, Major. If anything, this development dramatically increases the value of the serum. No, it just takes away any doubt about what the Wraith will do when they eventually come here. I fail to see the difference. Once they learn you possess a weapon such as this, the Wraith will wipe your people from existence in retaliation for the Wraith deaths. Yes, orbital bombardment. He's not going to get that reference. He isn't, is he? <laughs> Even Taylor wouldn't get that reference. Tilt Mike. You can see the difference between uh, Shepard and O'Neill at this point. Mm. O'Neill would be having this glazed look over his face at the moment. They're not going to react well, are they? It's one thing to go uh, duck hunting and see the duck flying away. It's another thing to see him do a 180 and dive bomb you. You can't hope to understand the generations of suffering. I've been in one of their hives and I fought against their ships. And trust me, when the first wraith dies because of this drug, they're not going to simply move on. They're going to make their problem go away. Once your world has been destroyed, they will seek out any who have had contact with you. They will spare no one. Listen, I know how passionate you are about this. This drug is sort of your holy grail, but... You're going to have to shelve it until we get a better idea. No, no. I'm serious. 150 years of indoctrination. They're not going to change anybody's mind, are they? And that's only from the last calling. You know, it probably went on before that and before that. Mm -hmm. We have already begun inoculating our people. No messing. Yeah. The drug worked on one person. Give it to everybody. That's angry packing, Carson. Angry packing. We're still careful with delicate scientific equipment. Well, he can't replace him, can he? <laughs> I suppose not. You're leaving? Unless you're willing to go back to Formula on the cell, there's no point in my staying, is there? Carson. Oh, no, you'll need to reopen the project. With more work... Maybe we can prevent the mutation, maintain it as a defensive drug only. Merrill is dead. They found him this morning. The cause of death is still to be determined. There's still time. They need to stop the inoculations. They won't. A man is dead. Which doesn't necessarily mean more will follow. 
Chlorine bleach killed the first person. Doesn't mean it'll kill another one. No, maybe not. She's already been lucky at it, hasn't she? Uh, Panna, you're one of the brightest people I've ever met. For your own sake, I beg you, have no more part in this. At least until we know more. We need to breed immediately. <laughs> I can't do that. Why not? Because I was among the first to be inoculated. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. I appreciate your sense of urgency, Doctor, but at this point it would be unwise to rush to any conclusions. Now you want to exercise caution? Are you serious? Major, you yourself. Yes. Why do the half people have ambulances? <laughs> the Wraith are coming. <laughs> Root to the hills. <laughs> you think I would force this choice upon my own people? No, sir. Our people are in complete agreement. Your people may be dead before the Wraith even get here, for all you know. Chancellor, please. It's not too late. Suspend the inoculations at least until we know what killed Metal. He was terminal. We don't know for certain the serum played any part in his death. He suffered a sudden and complete respiratory breakdown. Which could well have been due to his condition. His sickness had spread through most of his body. Are you willing to risk thousands of people's lives based on that assumption? Because I'm not. All the best laid plans, they go wrong, don't they? Best laid plans of mice. Even just waiting a week to inoculate a control group. Subtitles really aren't accurate. And so it begins, demise of the Hoffman people, through their own good intentions, and maybe a little arrogance. My God. Major Shepard, the doctors say they began arriving last night, and their numbers have been increasing by the hour. Major, come on and go. Lieutenant, Radio Weir, tell them we need a full medical support team on a jumper and inbound ASAP. Atlantis ain't got that many medical supplies to spare to try to save these people. Yep. Hanna. Hanna. I need help here. Oxygen. Take it easy. This is an incredible piece of music to score the collapse of a civilization. And he's gone. He even got a credit as a patient. Did he? Darren Hurd. Hmm. Not much of a god, really. Should have shot him as soon as he came in. Do you have any idea what's going on out there? I do, Major. Half the people you gave that drug to are dying. Half of them, Major. Half. The statistics are clear, and the numbers are holding at that level. It's just been confirmed. Which means the other 50% of those we inoculated will live. Oh! <laughs> well, that's one way to look at it, isn't it? I don't believe this. Now the Wraith will know the full conviction of the Huffin people. Conviction? Do you realise that if we could spread this drug to every human in the galaxy, future generations would never know the horror of a culling? Well, that's true. There wouldn't be a culling. There'd just be extermination. An end to the wraith! They get a bad taste in the mouth, then they shoot the person who they tried to eat. You can't make a bargain like that for your entire people! You think I'm alone in this conviction? I think you're delusional. You shall see. We are putting it to a vote as we speak. I will stand by the decision of the majority... Does that satisfy you? Do they have any idea what they're voting on? Yes. I promise you. And you'll back off if it doesn't go your way. You have my word. You're lying. Promise neither uh, O'Neill's nor Shepard's strong point, isn't it? Well, he started well when McKay were putting his foot in it all the time. But I think this is just a, a clash of cultures here. 
the expedition members just cannot comprehend what these people have gone through and the mindset that it's created. Make sure that our oxygen is properly deployed throughout the hospital. Doctor. Have non-critical patients use it in turns, just long enough to stabilise their breathing. Taylor, what are you doing now? You're not listening to me. And where's Perna? I need her here. Carson. Oh, bad news. Where are you, you wee mad woman? Wait till I get you. You're going to get such a slapping. Oh, poor Carson. Poor Perna. Let's hope for Carson's sake this doesn't set a precedent. Meet a girl, like a girl, love a girl, lose a girl. I would like to have seen Atlantis. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Too late. Oh. Bye-bye now. He liked her. Bye-bye. Ooh, Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Why are you sorry? You didn't kill her. Done. As you should be. Well, I'm bloody not. I wish I had no part in this. You gave us hope. Sorry, was that on Julie, bro? <laughs> For years, our people have been working towards this very moment. He could have saved her, though. He could have prevented her from rushing headlong into this disaster. I do, sir. He could have tried. Stay. Stay. That's it. Stay. Watch her die. Come on, die already. Talk about milking it for all it's worth. You could have had Beckett, Parson Beckett, but no. You had to go for the honour and the glory of your ancestors. Your work has led to the extermination of half their population. Congratulations, Doctor. She is remarkably pragmatic. Like the Chancellor, as far as she's concerned, half her civilization is going to be saved. Mm. I'm told you're leaving. Yes, we are. Not that it hasn't been lovely. I wanted you to see the results of the vote before you left. <laughs> Thank you, McKay. We haven't seen much of McKay, have we, really? No. And the winner is. 96% in favour. 96% in favour, oh crap. And the other 4% are undecided, but will be on the front line come the culling. <clears throat> we have their names and addresses. I can see that. When next we meet, I would like to discuss the best way to disseminate the drug on as many worlds as possible. We won't be doing that anytime soon. Perhaps our victory will change your mind. If and when we ever return, I don't imagine you'll be here. I don't imagine anybody else will be either. They're not going to have a victory. <laughs> they should be thankful at least they ain't got space travel. Because I think this is a space gate. Otherwise the jumper would be beside the gate. Yes, I'd imagine they'd have shown the gate in the map painting. Well, I think that speaks volumes. I don't think John expects to see these people ever again. Victory at all costs. I sound familiar, Major. Churchill. Aye. Never thought I'd disagree. <gasps> Sacrilege. And we're done. If victory was guaranteed, though, it probably would be a reasonable sacrifice to make. But they're basing everything on the belief that it will work, and that is crazy. So do we come back to these people, or are they mentioned again? They are mentioned again, yes. I won't know no more. Okay, then. I retweeted what Jodie asked me to retweet, and she replied with, Thank you, big happy grin. Did you read it? I had a quick glance. That was Poisoning the Well. Not bad episode at all. Very good Beckett episode, which is huge bonanza for Paul McGillian, because I'm sure this probably secured his full 
starring role in the series, not a recurring character as Beckett was originally intended to be. Okay, that was Poisoning the Well. Interesting and slightly disturbing study in psychology. Yes, uh, very much a clash of cultures and belief. Like I say, though, it's hard to imagine from our perspective, let alone uh, the expedition's perspective, the mindset that's created from a group of survivors of a culling whose sole purpose is to find a way to continue the experiments to protect the people. People can't drop ideas and beliefs from a generation, let alone five, six generations that have been through that sort of uh, cataclysm. Indeed. The story, which was conceived by Mary Kaiser, it was the only Stargate Atlantis, which is a pity, so it was pretty good. Damien Kindler, who wrote the episode based on the story, wrote 26 episodes of Stargate SG-1, five of Stargate Atlantis, and of course he was also the creator of Sanctuary. Sanctuary. That was Poison in the Well. I hope you join us next week for... I wrote it down. I did wonder. I knew there wasn't actually one episode called I wrote it down. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hang on a second. I know they've had odd titles, but... The old episode with Michael Shanks walking around <laughs> Stargate Command. I put it somewhere, I'm sure I did. <laughs> Next week's episode is Covenant, Stargate SG-1 episode. Alec Coulson, a wealthy industrialist, intends on letting the public know of the existence of alien life after finding evidence on the Battle of Antarctica. Stargate Command attempts to keep him from talking. I remember that episode very well. Pretty good. Fair enough. Right, that was Poison in the Well. Uh, hope you join us next week for Covenant. Until then, take care and stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye.